Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio and the V-Sporto Network. Uh, Big 12 uh, meetings, I'm not sure if they've wrapped up necessarily, we're coming to you late on a uh, Thursday night, but uh, they, lots of uh, lots of big uh, kind of big doings going on the uh, past couple days down in uh, Las Colinas there in Texas. Uh, David Bourne spoke today, so we'll uh, get an update on that, as well as uh, find out uh, what's been going on with the, uh, the quote-unquote Baker Mayfield rule. Uh, to uh, fill us in on everything, I've, I've uh, invited our good friend Ryan Aber of NewsOK.com and the uh, the Oklahoman to come on and uh, fill us in. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Ryan, how you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, sure thing, sure thing. Now, are you the official OU football beat reporter now? Uh, for for the current moment, I am. Uh, that uh, is subject to change in the next uh few weeks as I hopefully get a new beat partner at some point uh, before long but for right now that's uh, that's the role I'm serving in <laughs> all right all right well uh, yeah it's uh, you know congratulations again to uh, Jason Kersey by the way who uh, is moving on to uh, cover Arkansas now uh, but uh, Ryan no doubt. yeah yeah absolutely Ryan let's talk um, I guess okay we'll go ahead we'll start off with uh, Baker Mayfield now uh, you know, following everything that's uh, been going on, my uh, my understanding is that now he will be eligible to play in 2017 uh, for Oklahoma if he so chooses. Is that correct? That is correct. He uh, the the second vote, which was today uh, Thursday, passed seven to three. It only needed a simple majority of six votes in order to pass. And uh, Baker Mayfield, just 24 hours after the first vote. And we thought it was uh, done for for a while at least. They came back with another proposal today that uh, tweaked the rules a little bit from the proposal that Oklahoma had put on the table entering the meetings. Basically says that uh, a, a walk-on is able to transfer as long as there's not a written uh, offer of scholarship uh, from the school he's leaving. And there was no written offer of scholarship from Texas Tech a few years ago. With the Big 12, any rule that uh, passes that would benefit a current student-athlete, they're able to take advantage of uh, that change. And uh, that means that Baker Mayfield will, barring some change, whether it's uh, you know leaving school early or, or uh, injury or anything like that, but Baker Mayfield will be the Sooners' starting quarterback in 2017. Very interesting. So I guess... You know, the question becomes, uh, what happened between uh, Wednesday and Thursday to uh, convince everyone to uh, change their minds on this? Well, I think when we ask uh, Bob Bowlesby, especially today, he said, well, it was a close vote and there was you know, tweaks in the rule that made it more palatable for people, except for every reason that Bowlesby laid out on Wednesday is a reason why they wouldn't make the change is still valid with this uh, new proposal. He said that 
people would be able to, you know, raid other people's rosters for walk-ons. I'm not sure how big of an issue that would be, you know, certainly in the revenue sports, you could see it in, you know, baseball and other things like that, where they've got so few scholarships to give out, but, uh, Certainly, that still stands with this rule as as it uh, is. But uh, his his reasoning was well; it was close. Well, the other thing is that the Big Twelve was publicly shamed mm-hmm. in a big way over the last twenty four hours. It wasn't, you know, just the the local media who uh, ripped the decision. It was, you know, the national media who a lot of them are here uh, in Irving in Las Colinas for the meetings with the specter of expansion and everything else this is a, a meeting that is very highly attended and baker mayfield was the story of the day coming out of wednesday's first day of meetings and uh you can't convince me that that didn't have a part in uh, the vote shifting from the first vote to the second so uh we know where oklahoma stood on this rule and i think we probably know where texas tech stood on things do you have any idea how the votes broke down i i, I don't remember them uh release anything publicly but i was just wondering if you had heard anything there yeah we haven't and it's it's funny you mentioned texas tech and obviously that was the first thought that i had just about everybody else had i've reached out to a couple of these uh faculty athletic representatives to try to piece together a vote they're very tight-lipped about who voted uh, which way but uh, Travis Haney from ESPN.com had tweeted earlier that Texas Tech uh, said that they voted uh, the other way on both of the votes, both Wednesday and Thursday, which would be very interesting if uh, Texas Tech voted to allow Baker Mayfield to have an extra year of eligibility. So that's something that we're still tracking as of this time, uh, Thursday night, hope to eventually get that information. But uh, myself and, and Jason Kersey, you mentioned earlier, made a run at trying to talk to some of these uh, faculty athletic representatives in December when we were writing about Baker Mayfield's Mm -hmm. options. And uh, this group voted against a waiver for him last year about this time and and tried to uh, figure out the vote on that and didn't get a whole lot of anywhere. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes out, whether it's uh, from myself or or anybody else uh, involved in this uh, decision. You know, one of the interesting things about this, too, though, is I just based on what I've read, it sounds as though if, you know, if Baker Mayfield feels like he has a chance to uh, be drafted, he might be uh, leaving anyway in 2016. I mean, do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I think that's something that uh, is always a possibility. I think it was a possibility before this decision, but I don't think that that's something that uh, is front and center in his mind. I think, uh, you know, clearly his size, uh, people, you know, wonder, you know, where he would fit in at the, in the NFL. His style of play is a little bit, you know, uh, one of those really good college quarterbacks, but not sure how that would translate at the next level. Now, surely he's going to get a chance to play in the NFL and with the right system, he's got a chance to make an impact there. But uh, I don't think it's something where Oklahoma fans are going to be you know, have to gnash their teeth over as uh, we get to the end of the 2016 season, whether he's going to stay or not. I think that this was always the goal for them was to play for uh, four years, three of them at Oklahoma. And uh, it's worked out perfectly because uh, Oklahoma is going to get one more year of a, a really good starting quarterback and push the uncertainty 
of the next one back uh, another year, which is big in a year when you have to go to Ohio State in 2017 in the second game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a fantastic point. So again, talking with Ryan Aber of NewsOK.com and uh, the Oklahoman. So uh, I guess let's move to uh, you know kind of the other goings on there. Um, you know, David Boren. I guess you know uh, for you know a, a year ago he's agitating you know for uh, all these kinds of uh, changes in the, uh, you know expansion for the Big Twelve. Uh, this now all of a sudden he's you know he's and he's he's really doubled down that quite a few times. Now all of a sudden he's uh, you know felt today like he pretty much had disavowed all of that. Um, you know is, is this just born playing the uh, good politician role or uh, you know what's going on? Yeah, I think there's a, a good part of him playing the role of politician. Plus, now that he's the chairman of the uh, the Big Twelve presidents and chancellors. He has to speak on this regardless of what decision is made. So he has to, to, to spin the decision that's made in a positive way. And if he, you know, keeps on with his hard line of, well, we've got to expand, we've got to add schools, and uh, they don't expand, then that, uh, that can look really tricky as a dynamic for the Big 12 as a whole. But uh, his, his uh, tenor today was certainly more conciliatory than we've seen from him, although we saw a little bit of that a couple weeks ago after the Board of Regents meeting. It'll be interesting to see what he has to say after he gets back to the University of Oklahoma and, and talks to other people around campus, and we get a chance to talk to him here in a couple more weeks after the uh, June Board of Regents meeting, which is where last year things really blew up with that and have led us to this point uh, in, in the Big 12s, uh, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the structure of this league is going to be moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you do you anticipate, though, that his feelings might change on that? I mean, it seems like, it just seems like, you know, you're hearing two different messages from him. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a chance that he would change his view a little bit. Now, I'm not sure, you know, deep down inside what that means, because there's a, a, a view that I think is probably pretty, pretty valid at this point, which is, well, he's decided based on especially the hard line that Texas is taking with uh, what their AD, Mike Parent, said uh, Wednesday at the meetings that they would be not completely unwilling, but virtually unwilling to give up the Longhorn Network. And he was also uh, one of the hardliners against expansion that uh, maybe David Bourne is setting things up for, you know, the future, and it's just sort of play out the string here in the Big 12, whether it's to the end of the grant of rights or, or to the end of, you know, where they can find a way to legally get out of that to uh, move on to a different conference. But I, I think that the his statements maybe here in a couple weeks after the uh, Board of Regents meetings will be much more telling as to how he really feels than the statements made uh, today after the the uh, presidents and ADs wrapped up uh, their portion of the meetings. So were you there yesterday for when Mike, Mike Parent spoke? Yes, I was. I uh, stood in front of him and listened to him for uh, quite a while uh, uh, in was, a, a pretty crowded room. And it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like he was uh, fairly, uh, 
fairly resolute in all this and uh you know really just uh not uh you know not really interested in it. i mean i guess you know there's always a chance you know but uh it, it certainly sounded like uh texas's position is pretty clear yeah he he didn't leave much room for interpretation in what he had to say now clearly he doesn't have the vote it's the you know texas's new president he's new as well so uh there could be uh, division there, but I sort of doubt it the way that he presented things. So it'll be really interesting to see what this means moving forward in this process of expansion and the process of, uh, you know, thinking through whether to add a Big 12 network. Uh, certainly that wouldn't be viable with 10 teams that they currently have now, much less with nine without uh, Texas if Texas wasn't a part of it. So uh, the reconciliation of what Perrin had to say with what Bourne had to say is uh, probably the most interesting thing to come out of these meetings so far outside of the Baker Mayfield rule. Yeah, yeah. So I guess then, I mean, you you, you put out an interesting uh, tweet last night about, uh, you know, just kind of the, the general vibe from Oklahoma fans. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> kind of a, it's, it, it's, it, you, you're very right in that it's, it's popular to, uh, read on social media and or, or message boards or what have you about all the uh, you know kind of disgruntled uh, you know uh, fan feelings when it comes to the conference um, you know it, it, it you know nobody I, I, I'm always hesitant to take that as being uh, scientific but it certainly does feel like even with the reversal of uh, the the decision on Mayfield that just OU fans are starting to sound very, very, very fed up, even more so than uh, usual. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that tweet. Uh, that probably got more reaction, I think, uh, from uh, not only my followers, but followers of plenty of other people who happened to, to pass it along. Uh, the OU fans were really fired up last night. The pitchforks were out uh, against the Big 12. And you know, talking to some of the other folks here that have, have been around the uh, national college football scene and the Big 12 in general, they said that it, this reminds them a lot of when Texas A&M uh, first, you know, you got the hint that they were really unhappy in the Big 12. And uh, the crescendo that uh, was reached with their fans uh, right before they uh, moved to the SEC. So, uh, it, it, it's been really interesting to see the fan reaction on the OU side from not only the Baker Mayfield thing, which certainly we, that was expected, but uh, also to what Mike Parent had to say and what Bob Bowlesby had to say yesterday to a lesser extent, and uh, just their general feeling about the future of this league and the future of Oklahoma's place in it. Well, it's interesting because, I, I mean... You know, I realized that uh, Bourne for a long time was saber rattling. You know, wanting, uh, wanting, uh, calling for expansion. Um, you know, I've, I've certainly read plenty of conspiracy theories speculating that that was all kind of just a gambit on his part to try to get OU, in fact, out of the Big Twelve. But um, I guess you know, I, I mean, I, I can't think though that you know, adding say Cincinnati and UConn is the kind of thing that will all of a sudden, uh, you know, turn the tables on how OU fans feel about the Big 12. I mean, it, it seems like it's a lot of just, in general, just 
it just being fed up in with with uh, just the state of the league overall, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think the addition of any uh, team that's available and realistic to this league will make some wide sweeping change in how OU fans feel about their place in the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, every viable candidate out there uh, has warts on it. You know, BYU with the Sunday play thing and the you know, geographic issue uh, down to, you know, Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis. Uh, none of these solutions are perfect for the league. So barring some, you know, shocking shift where Florida State and Clemson want to come or something like that, which David Bourne flat out said today that uh, Power 5 schools, current Power 5 schools, uh, really aren't going to be looking to move around in this uh, next round of any realignment coming to the big 12 that uh, people aren't going to get too fired up about it. Texas's or OU's uh, home schedule gets uh, pretty dicey in the conference because you never have Texas at home. So you've got, you know, Bedlam that's big, you know, most years, but sometimes not. You've got uh, TCU that sort of can come up and down. Who knows what Baylor is going to be Goodness, in yeah. the future. So it's just not, not a really exciting home slate for uh, those fans in a lot of years, like we saw uh, last year with OU. So uh, I don't know that anything is going to appease uh, the majority of Oklahoma fans at this point. And I mentioned last night that it was a lot of Twitter hyperbole, but I really get the feeling that that is sort of the sense of OU fans as it relates to uh, the Big 12 at this point. Yeah, and I mean, also, I feel I think there's just I get the sense that people are just kind of tired of the perception that uh, the conference is just run by Texas and that it's really just there to kind of uh, serve Texas's whims. Yeah, no doubt about it. And clearly, that was a, an issue when Texas A&M left. It was an issue when Nebraska left, and uh, it it's still an issue now, whether it's you know real or perceived, and certainly the Longhorn Network and what uh, the terms of that agreement were uh, don't do anything to, to quell that. But uh, this is certainly something that uh, the, the OU fans are, are fed up as it relates to Texas, and uh, you've got to think that that's part of what played into the way David Bourne has handled that and then certainly will play into the way that he handles it in the future, regardless of what he says about Oklahoma and Texas having a good working relationship and and things like that, which he said a couple times today as well. So I mean, I, you know, I don't want I don't want to put you in a position where you feel like you might be talking out of school, but I mean, do you get the impression that Bourne uh, is is ready to get OU out of the Big Twelve if he could? Uh, I think that uh, somewhere in his mind, whether it's at the forefront or or the back burner, there's that thought. Because you know he has been said to have coveted the the uh, Big Ten with their academic standings, the the uh, Pac-12, which uh, by all accounts they were really close to making a move a few years ago. And for that, with the way that he feels about OU academically, I think he felt that either one of those would be good fits. I'm not sure that he feels like the SEC would be a good fit culture-wise for Oklahoma. But uh, I, I think certainly that that's a thought that uh, is in David Bourne's mind at some point 
you know, whether he thinks that he can convince uh, Texas to come to his side or convince somebody else to uh, join forces with the league that would make it stronger and make this a, a longer-lasting thing than just the uh, grant of rights, which end in about eight years. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, because yeah, if, if it becomes clear that OU is going to leave, I mean, gosh, it doesn't seem to be very productive for anybody just to play out the string on that. So it be interesting to see. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, Ryan, I've taken up way too much of your time. It's late. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Let everybody know where they can uh, catch all your work there for uh, NewsOK.com. Uh, you can check us out at uh, NewsOK.com every day and uh, follow me on Twitter at R-Y-A-B-E-R. All right. Thanks again, Ryan. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, you, uh, and uh, thanks for all your help filling us in on what's been going on at the Big 12 meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Always enjoy it. And thank you all for joining us, too. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.